Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo and Rick Hackman. Welcome one and all. Uh, good to be Thank here, you, David. Good to be here. Awesome, awesome. If everybody would go and take their Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. We're going to read one of my most favorite scriptural verses, the Annunciation. So, but before we do that, Rob, do you want to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of your word. And as we break open the gospel that we will hear this Sunday, Lord, please just give us hearts that are, that are just so open to receiving your truth and your love. Uh, just give us hearts open to reaching out in love to others with the love that you fill us with. And as we, uh, as we hear the story of the Annunciation, of Mary saying yes, I just want to ask the Blessed Mother, Mary, please pray with us, pray for us, that we can each give give God our yes, our full and complete all in. And if we could, let's just uh, pray Hail Mary together. Hail Mary, Hail Mary full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, women and, blessed and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death, Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. The Gospel reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what he said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. 
You know, Rob, when you asked us to pray the Hail Mary, when we started this out, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the Hail Mary is actually us praying the Bible. And it starts right here in the third line. It's hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. It's the beginning of the Hail Mary. And then the next words that come are Elizabeth's greeting when Mary, with haste, takes Jesus within her womb, which she first received, then conceived, and then took Jesus in full surrender to God's will to someone that was in need, her cousin Elizabeth. So again, when we pray the Hail Mary, we are praying biblically. We are praying the Bible. And the Bible asks us to pray for one another. So we're asking our sister in Christ, Mary, our mother of the Lord, to pray for us. So again, I don't know if everybody knew that, but if you look both in in the Annunciation at the beginning of the prayer and then at the visitation with Elizabeth is is more of the prayer that is the Hail Mary. And when you look at the gospel readings for for the season of Advent, they, they tell a story and, and it ends with an invitation this this coming Sunday. And if you look back to week one, we hear, be watchful, be alert. Jesus is telling his disciples, be watchful, be alert. And he's telling us, right? Be watchful, be alert. And what happens And we can get all sidetracked and busy and just tired, right? And right around when Advent starts. So Jesus is saying, be watchful, be alert, even though you're awake Physically, you might be awake spiritually, so it gives us a nice little, little friendly, uh, little friendly kick in the pants to to jumpstart our, um, our our engines again uh, with our faith. And then in week two, we're introduced to John the Baptist. Week two and three, and we hear, "Prepare the way of the Lord." Prepare the way of the Lord. John's one line job description, right? Prepare. That's his job: preparing the way of the Lord and, and calling people to repentance. And then the next week, week three. We hear him again. We hear from John the Baptist again. When everybody's coming to him, he's out in the desert, you know, this wild man with camel hair and eating bugs and, and honey and, uh, you know, just, just going crazy for God. People are coming to him. Who are you? What's your deal? And he starts off with not saying who he is, but who he's not. In week three, we heard, I am not the Christ. I am not the Christ. So the devil, I'm sure, was whispering in his ear, wow, John, look at all these people coming to see you. Wow, you are good. Look at this. You maybe it maybe it's not your cousin. Maybe it is you, right? He could have been whispering in his ear, John, this is all about you. And John says, No, I am not the Christ. So again, be watchful, be alert, preparing our hearts, uh, preparing the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. What do we need to straighten out in our lives? And John gives us a beautiful example last week of humility, which leads us to this Sunday. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. All those words can be reduced down to one word, yes. Right? So that's the invitation this Christmas. We prepare our hearts so we can give our yes, our full, all-in yes. And then what holds us back, what we'll hear on Christmas morning, we'll hear God's call to us, God's reminder to us, do not be afraid. And we hear that over and over and over and over and over again in Scripture from Revelation to Genesis. Over and over again, we hear, do not be afraid, fear not, have no fear. Because God knows that sometimes we do become afraid. And if we're and if we're if we live our lives and we make our decisions based on fear, we're gonna not we're not gonna ex- experience that that fullness of life that God wants to give us, right? John ten ten. I came so that they would have life and have it more abundantly. So here we have the whole story of Advent, leading us to that yes, that yes moment of Mary, the yes moment of us, and the best gift we can give our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on Christmas is our own yes, wrapped up beautifully in our hearts that we give to Jesus. Yes, Lord, I am in. And I'm just, as you're reflecting, Rob, I'm just so fascinated because we as Catholics, we need to first and foremost learn our faith. And then we need to live our faith. 
And then we need to pass it on, especially to our children and our loved ones. And so when you come to understand that every one of our Catholic beliefs finds its deep, deep roots in the inerrant Word of God in sacred Scripture, we're like, oh my goodness. So it's so important when we share with people that don't know the Catholic faith or have been taught errors in it, we share truth with love and humility and then let the Holy Spirit work in their heart. Because there's another profound truth here. We talk about the prayer of the Hail Mary. There's another profound truth here because it says, the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. There will be no end. But if we then go into that spiritually and say, what are you trying to teach me, God? Jesus sits on the throne of David, his father, as king forever in what? In a kingdom. And we say, okay, well, what significance is that? So we go back into the Old Testament, because in the Old Testament, the kingdom of David, there was the king, but every king had a queen. Had a queen. And the queen was always his wife? Oh, no. The queen was always his mother. And so we understand, if Jesus is king, which he is, then his queen is his queen mother, is Mary. And that's what we see in Revelations 12. A woman clothed with the sun, that's Jesus, wearing what? A crown of 12 stars, representing the 12 tribes of of, uh, of Judaism, the 12 tribes of Israel. So when we understand, this is where we get the teaching of Mary as our queen mother. And what was her role? What was the queen mother, the Geburah, what was her role in the kingdom of David? Intercessor for the people. You know, we look at, at the stories in, in Second Kings, and we read and learn about how, you know, Bathsheba, you know, went and pleaded to the king for somebody else. Well, that's Mary's role for each of us as we call out to her in the Hail Mary, the prayer we prayed, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. We call out to Mary to help us because she is the queen mother, because Jesus is the king. And it's amazing because every time in the, in the Old Testament we read about those kings, the king was dethroned. Guess who else was off the throne? The queen. Why? Because her power came from the king. So Mary's power as an intercessor comes from where? Her son Jesus, the, the king. king. So it's so beautiful when, when God connects these dots for us, but it's so important for us as Catholic Christians to share the beauty and truth of what God reveals to us in his word, of the roots of our Catholic faith, all comes from his word, the sacred scriptures, the Bible. Amazing, Rob. The two most important times of our lives are now and the hour of our death, right? Now and at the hour of our death. So we're asking the Blessed Mother to pray for us now so we can be present now in the moment to receive God's love, to give God's love, to share his love, to, to work, to build the kingdom of heaven now and at the hour of our death, right? That we have a, a death that's a peaceful death, that, that we're fully surrendered and, and, and ready to meet our Lord. And for folks who've been listening uh, to Reflections from the Heart, there's a, a voice that, um, that we're not going to hear anymore, and it's the voice of our brother Todd. Todd uh, Payton is, uh, is home with the Lord, and he's been with us here at Reflections from the Heart. He's a member of the stewardship team for the last four-plus years, and, uh, and he had a seven-year battle with cancer. And at the hour of his death, he was all in for God. He, he battled for seven years, and he, 
at the end, he said, I win either way. If God gives me 25 more years here, I win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work for him and build his kingdom. But if he calls me home, I win because I'll be home with, with God. And he said, that's a beautiful place to be and a place that he invited everyone that he encountered to be in that place that it's a win-win. If God, if God keeps you here, you win. If you're, if you're building his kingdom, you win. If you're on his team, you win. But if you get called home, you win as well. So Todd, we love you. Uh, we miss you. And if we can ask our, our listeners, if you can just keep his, his wife, Susie, and his kids, his four kids, keep them in your prayers uh, during this time, uh, we, we would really appreciate that. And Rob, it was so beautiful, the time that both you and I had to spend with him last week and share with him. And I remember the night before he passed, I was sitting at his bedside and holding his hand. He says, uh, Dave, he says, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to go yet, but, but the Lord wants me home. He said, he, he said I want to go home too. He said, you know, and I said, well, Todd, your mission's not over. I said, Lord calls you home. Number one, you got to get the pathway lit for Rob and I. I said, you got to, <laughs> got to clear out the, clear out the debris of the rubble of, uh, of our lives to, to light the path for us. I said, and brother, you're going to be a powerful, powerful intercessor for our mission, for our families, for your family. And that grave gate hit, gave him great hope. He lit up. And so, Rob, when you call me the next day and you let me know, that uh, Todd had passed, but you let me know in a special way. You said, David, we have a new title at Stewardship of Mission of Faith. I said, what's that, Rob? He said, CIO. I said, what's a CIO? He said, it's a chief intercessory officer. Todd has gone home with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it really touched my heart. So, boy, another beautiful Catholic teaching that our loved ones mm-hmm. that have gone home before us, they are our prayer warriors. They are, as, as Todd was in, in uh, basketball in college and, you know, almost made the pros. I said, but brother, he went home. He's on the pro team. He's on God's team in heaven, man, in the battle with us, in the game. So it was, it was a powerful and it gave Todd great hope. But again, another beautiful teaching of our Catholic Church. Call out. Call out to the saints in heaven. They want to help us. And they're just waiting for us to do what? Knock, seek ask. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't. says it right here. Do not be afraid, Mary. God has found favor with you. You know, and again, again, as we continue to break open this scripture, there's another beautiful Catholic teaching here, and that is the Immaculate Conception. Mary was born without sin. Well, how can that be? Mary herself says she needed a Savior. Absolutely. And the Catholic Church and the beauty of what the Holy Spirit has opened up and unfolded for us teaches us that, yes, on the merits of Jesus Christ, God gave those merits to Mary, and he formed her immaculate and pure with his hands in his mother's womb. The Ark of the New Covenant was formed in the womb of her mother, pure, to become the pure vessel of the living Word of God, Jesus Christ. So this greeting, hail, full of grace, kekeatome in Greek, what that means is there's no place in Mary for sin. That simple statement, hail, full of grace. And, and if you look, Mary pondered that. What sort of a greeting might this be? Because it's almost like the angel Gabriel didn't call her by name, which has told us just the sentence before, Mary, he called her by a new reality. Hail, full of grace. God created her pure. And, I, and that really put the pieces together for me, Rob, of why God went through so much trouble in the Old Testament of the Ark of the Covenant and no man shall touch it. And when poor, poor uh, 
Oh, what's the gentleman's name that David? No, 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 no. The man that, that tried oh, that to steady tried the to ark, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Obadiah or whatever it was, tried to steady the ark when it was going to fall. He yeah. was struck dead. Why? Because God said, no man, no man shall touch the ark. And so that's the way they treated it. Why? He was prefiguring Mary in the ark, which is where we get our beautiful Catholic teaching that Mary was never, never had relations physical with Joseph, with Joseph. And so it's just so beautiful how when we continue to deep, deep dig into the scriptures, how God reveals these amazing truths of our Catholic teachings and where they're all found biblically, scripturally. And it's like, it's an aha moment. Yeah. An aha and, moment. And Mary's desire was to please God in all things, right? So I'm sure as a, a teenage, you know, we, we think she's 15-ish uh, in, in that range. I'm sure she had some plans for her life. But what did she do? She surrendered her will for God's will, right? She was totally in total surrender to God's will. And the difference between Mary's questions to the angel and Zachariah, who was struck dumb, after he, he questioned, maybe it was like you know, a little bit of doubt uh, on, on Zachariah's part, where Mary just wanted to make sure that, that the commitment she made to God wasn't going to, you know, it, it, this wasn't going to alter that commitment. You know, she committed herself fully and completely to God, and, uh, and her desire was to please God in all things. And, and out of a pure heart, she just asked some questions, and, and she got the answers. And then she gave her yes, right? She gave her fiat. So it's just beautiful. And, and a prayer that we can all pray for ourselves, for each other, for our family members is desire. What is the desire of my heart? What is, David, what is the desire of your heart, our kids' hearts, our wives' hearts? What is the desire of our hearts? And, and the prayer is that, please, Lord, make the desire of my heart to be for you and you alone, that I, that I can yield my will, yield my plans for you and your plans for me and my life. And then when we, and when we follow that, you know, that here I am, we, then we live a life of here I am, right? That we are totally in and avail, available for God. Here I am. How, how do you want to use me today? Here I am, Lord. And what a beautiful, beautiful time of the year because you see the story we read of Jesus and the Annunciation of the birth. Well, that repeats itself today in each and every one of us because you see Mary is the first disciple and she's the model disciple. So as we bring this forward to our own yes, our own fiat, Rob, God is wanting to find a place to have his birth. And that place he's asking for is our hearts. So John the Baptist says, prepare the way for Christ to enter your heart, the manger of your heart, that he can be born there. Okay, so we first need to say our yes, our all in for the Lord. And that's not just a partial. That's not a lukewarm. That's all in. And I love Mary. You know, she first opened up. She received the message from Gabriel. She conceived Christ in her womb. We say yes to God. We then conceive him within our hearts. And then what do we do? We surrender to God's plan for our life. And then God takes us, as he did Mary, to that person in need. And again, it goes in the first sentence, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. And my question, my statement there is, who is God sending into our lives to bring the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ? Who is he bringing in today? Are we open to receive that gift? Or, another way to look at it is, who are we being sent 
two, to deliver the message of good news in the salvation through Jesus Christ to others. See, it works both ways. So for me, it's like, oh my goodness, the nativity story, the annunciation, the visitation, the birth, it all happens within us. And I believe daily we have that renewal and God chooses to send us, send us into somebody to meet them, to share that good news. And and he loves us so much, and, and we have such a, such a tender God that he doesn't want to leave us alone. He doesn't want to leave us as if we, you know, he doesn't want to leave us thinking that we're on an island. And uh, as you were sharing, David, you know, I just looked down at the gospel and I saw Elizabeth's name. So here Mary just received this amazing news that God chose her to, to give birth to Jesus. She said her yes. But she doesn't have to travel alone. There you go. Uh, Elizabeth was a recipient of another miracle uh, from from God, and now she's going to Elizabeth. They're going to be able to share in that, right? So how awesome is it when you meet people and the foundation is Christ, right? When you meet when you meet like you and I, Dave, we met at at a gospel reflection group in Chester, Pennsylvania. Rick, you know, we, we all met at a gospel reflection group here in, in Elizabethtown. Todd and and all of us met. You know, through through faith, there was a, a friend of ours that said, "You got You guys got to meet Todd." And and the foundation of all of our relationships is Christ. So here, Mary and Elizabeth obviously knew each other; they were cousins. But what brought them even closer together was Christ. So God doesn't want us to do this alone, right? If we accept God and we're, and we're all in, don't think that we need to be men and women on islands. God wants us to reach out. He wants us to reach out. He wants us to have those those friendships in Christ that are just awesome, amazing gifts, like the gift that we had of Todd for the years that we knew him. Our foundation was Christ. The relationship was based on on Jesus, working together to build his kingdom. And what a gift that friendship was over these years and will continue to be with him as our intercessor. God doesn't want us to to do this alone. He didn't want Mary to do this alone. He gave Elizabeth to her to, to, to come together to share and how awesome God is. And he wants to do that with us also. So let's be open to these friendships that God wants to create and, and really put ourselves in positions to do that at our church and our parishes, um, you know, in small group settings with gospel reflection groups or Bible studies, whatever, open ourselves up to develop relationships, to, to allow God to, to give us the gift of friendship uh, founded in him. Yes, and, and Rob, what you just pointed out there, that next sentence about Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month. When we delve into that sentence... We understand that when Mary gave her fiat, her yes, received and conceived Christ within her womb, she then did what? With haste went to her cousin Elizabeth. Then we go to the visitation, and we understand that she visited her when Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy. And when Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, saw her, she proclaimed the truth that conception is when life begins at the moment of conception because she said she said to Mary you're the mother of my lord mm-hmm. she knew then and there yeah. Mary had just said her yes with haste she went to Elizabeth we don't know if it was in hours away or even a day away but when Elizabeth saw her fill with the holy spirit she proclaimed the biblical truth that birth that 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 life begins at conception because she proclaimed that the lord she is the mother of my Lord. And and John and John the Baptist, the baby in her womb, leapt 
leapt with joy. Do you know what I'm saying? So that biblical truth of when does life begin? Well, it's right here. If we truly ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, he will teach us Mm -hmm. and lead us to all truth. And you know, I mean, that's a tough lesson for me to learn because you see, back in the garden, Adam and Eve, Eve picked from the fruit of the knowledge of, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. She wanted to decide what was true, what was not, what was good, what was evil. And then Adam, my boy Adam, he stood there and ate it with her, you know, and he didn't stand up and protect Mm. his bride. Well, we each go through that because, you see, when we choose to contracept, to go against God and his great gift of a child, because the Bible tells us all children are a gift from God. They're a blessing from God, a full quiver, which is not one or two arrows, a full quiver is a blessed family. God never says, control how many. Every time we choose to contracept, we choose the fruit of the tree of good and evil. We choose it. We choose. And then God, in his mercy and his grace, continually calls out to us, where are you? Where are you? And the original Adam, what did he do? He hid. He hid. Then he blamed who? His wife, Eve. And then who did he blame? He blamed God. Why? Well, he created the woman. But you see, that's our pattern. That was the original first Adam. Jesus broke that pattern. Mary broke that pattern. So when God is calling you today, where are you? If you're in sin, if you've made mistakes, today's a new day. Go to the mercy and the grace of God through confession. Confess your sins. Ask for forgiveness. And today's a new day. You're a new creation in Christ. Learn your faith. Live your faith. Share it with others. May everybody just have an amazing journey during this Advent season. And may God continue to teach you the truths and beauty of His church and how we're to live them out with love. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make reflections from the heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.